Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, live, so you can come in and you can get us on either place. Uh, uh, TalkShoe.com will let you come into the chat room if you want to dial in so you'll be able to participate and call and uh, speak over the line. You will call 724-444-7444. The caller ID number is 145965. If you go to Periscope, family of FOF at F-O-F-W-C, uh, that will get you into our Periscope, so you can see us on Periscope, Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page, which is the Family Forum, and you will be able to get in live there as well. We're not going to uh, prolong tonight, we want to get right into where we're going, so I'm going to ask Apostle Clement to open up with some prayer for us tonight. So that we can get started. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to the Family Forum. This is Family of Faith Worship Center. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, because you have taken us through this day. And because of your grace and mercy, Heavenly Father, we are before your throne tonight. And we want to offer our thanks to you, Heavenly Father, because you have been awesome. You are an awesome God, Heavenly Father, and you continue to be awesome even now as we are about to get into family affairs. Heavenly Father, you created the institution of the family, and you have the purpose for the family. And you are the only one that can uphold the family to achieve its purposes, Heavenly Father, tonight. Heavenly Father, it's an effort, O oh God, Heavenly Father, to try, Heavenly Father, to live, Heavenly Father, the purpose of the family as you have created it. Come, O oh God, Heavenly Father, and teach us how to do this and further our lives, Heavenly Father, transform us, O oh God. Glory and honor be unto thee, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Holy Spirit, we invite you, Heavenly Father, into this medium, we invite you into this forum, Come and take control. Come and take your place. Heavenly Father, move us out of the way, Heavenly Father, and take preeminence. Heavenly Father, we take control of this atmosphere. We take control, Heavenly Father, of the tools you have given us to use. We take control, Heavenly Father, of the medium through which we are going to translate this message, Heavenly Father, to your people, O God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask, Heavenly Father, that hallelujah. You station your fire around the instruments, Heavenly Father, and the equipment that we are using for this medium, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah, that it will be trouble-free tonight. There will be no distortion, Heavenly Father, no wavelength problems, Heavenly Father. It will will work, Heavenly Father, as you have ordained it to work. Glory and honor be unto thee. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Heavenly Father, I want to pray, O God, for the ears, Heavenly Father, that have come to hear you tonight. 
I pray, Heavenly Father, that you open our ears, O oh God, that we will hear you, Heavenly Father, spiritually and physically. Anoint us this day, Heavenly Father. Grant us, Heavenly Father, the boldness, Heavenly Father, to take that which you are going to speak to us today, Heavenly Father, into our various neighborhoods, Heavenly Father, our various families. Heavenly Father, and strengthen us, O oh God, by your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 What a mighty God we serve. Yes, yes. We have been talking about family. Last week we started talking about the interferences, amen, of the family, and we were able to depict that there are internal and external interferences. The internal internal interferences leave room for the external. Yeah. As if to say, these external interferences are third parties, amen, that get involved, amen, in our matrimonial homes. And that is because we said last week that the neglect of that nakedness that the family is supposed to have, amen, leaves room and encourages, amen, the third party to come and take place. Interference is defined, interference is defined Amen, as something, as a disruption. Amen, for short. An interference is a disruption. It is defined, amen, as something, amen, a blockage. Amen, an intentional blockage, amen, that allows, amen, for somebody else to move around. In other words, in football, those of us that are sports fans, you know, amen, we are aware that, amen, we have people that played, some of them that, you know, are people that are expected to get goals for us. Some of us are defensive players. Amen. What we do, amen, in the field is a set of people are given the responsibility to block the opponent, amen, so that one of us will be able to run through without issues to the goal. And that is what interference is. I have some excerpts here tonight that I just want to read, Amen. Me and Prophet, amen, have we did some we did some research going through and we came up with we came up with something that I want to read for us and we discuss. But here is a typical scenario that I want to give. We said we are going to talk about we are going to talk about the in-laws because there are some of these interferences, <laughs> amen, that we mentioned last week, amen, that come into our lives and cause confusion, and we said that we are going to talk about the in-laws today. But yes, we are going to talk about the in-laws today, but this particular action, this particular excerpt that I have laying before me today, amen, just simply talks about external or outside interferences, you know, reasons for outside interferences and how this interference is developed in our families. And I want to read this because we need to have the core. Mm -hmm. We need to know these things, and then we will go into talking about how Amen. The in-laws, amen, interfere with our with our households and our marriages. There is a simple story. Amen. A couple that have been married for so long a time, amen, who have respect for their in-laws, amen, will go to visit their in-laws every so often. And so one day the husband went to work and the wife went to go and the the in-law, the, the, the husband's mother came into came to the home and spent some time, amen, with the mother. And by the time the husband came back from work, amen, the mother has left home and the husband came to meet, 
Amen. With the gruesome reality, the wife just simply looked at him and asked him, why does your mother say such things about me? Why does your mother always have to say or have such things, amen, some terrible things to say about me? The husband being confused, amen, in love for the mother, did not want to insult the mother, at the same time did not want to disagree, disagree with the wife, amen, in that state, amen, in that state of divisiveness, he just simply kept quiet. Yeah, what's the best thing to do? And she came up again with a question. Why does your mother always have something to say about me? He kept quiet. He didn't answer. And so now the problem developed from just the inquiry about how his mother was offensive to the wife now to a thing of between the wife and the husband because now the question that came after that was are you neglecting me or why are you neglecting me the husband still in the same position did not want to cause issues still kept quiet at the end of it all the problem developed to came into becoming two problems but the worst of the issues that developed out of that was the problem that arose between the husband and wife. We are going to talk about how to solve this problem as we move along. There are solutions that are given from research that we are going to read. There been a research that was conducted by Iowa in 1997 and a research that was conducted by Johnson & Johnson and then back in 2007. We will probably next week be able to read these things and for us to see. When circumstances like that develop, the advice is that you deal with that that crops up between the family, between the spouses, before you deal with the external. Mm. And some of these issues are issues that have been long-lasting in the family. They just find somewhere something happened and they surface. Sometimes they are remote. And something triggers them off, and we all fall into better, into bitter circumstances. And if not handled properly, it leaves room now, amen, for the third parties to not invade the family. I'm going to read this excerpt. As we read, we will discuss. Please pay me your ears, amen. This is something very, very interesting. You will come to find out that things like intimacy, you know, we... The other day, Prophet talked about marriage and intimacy. Amen. And we defined, we always look at intimacy. We always look at intimacy as sexual mm -hmm. knowledge or yeah. sexual understanding between private matters between the family or between the people that are involved. Mm -hmm. But intimacy just talks about knowing, amen, knowing personal matters. It meant about everything about your spouse or about the person that is involved mm -hmm. in intricate dimensions. Mm -hmm. Everything. For instance, when I was courting, when I am courting with my wife, because both of us lived away from each other, there are certain things that we did not know about each other. But once we get married and come, to, come together in one home, 
the weaknesses and the weaknesses and the strengths, amen, of both of us now surface among us. Mm. And we would have to determine if we are able to handle these weaknesses and the strengths. And if we are going to handle them, how are we going to handle them? Because at this particular time, we are forced into the defensive position of having to defend or having to protect the weaknesses of one another. Instead of laying them out open and be open to one another to show that this is where we are strong and this is where we are weak and be able to cover for those. That is the purpose of the differences. That is why God always makes the differences of the people together for the purpose. Jesus. That's good, Apostle. It is an amazing thing. We give gratitude and glory to God for the circumstances and things that we know that we have done, but we do not give Him glory and honor for His purpose behind creation. So Paul talks about the man worshiping the creation instead of the Creator. Tonight, we are getting ready to take a look at some things that are simple that we overlook Amen. in relationships. Listen to this. Hallelujah. I'm going to start here by reading the outside, the outside effects of relationships. But here it says that many married couples experience that their relationships change over time. During the first years of the relationship, they have spent many evenings just talking with each other. They wanted to share joys, hearts, and hearts. There was a closeness between the two of them that just made them want to get to know one another more and more. But we are sure that they have found the soulmate they had been longing for. But as the relationship progresses, the constraints of everyday life seem to take control of their marriage. <coughs> Excuse me. Children career, friends, relatives, church, etc., all very good in themselves, but in the end, a burden for the marriage. Mm. Suddenly, the couple has to realize that their relationship revolves more around such things and people than around each other. The closeness between the two seems to have disappeared, and although both spouses realize how much they suffer from that, they have no idea how to deal with the emptiness that has crept into their marriage. The situation that I just described is more common than we may wish to believe and cannot be solved by putting blame on the other spouse. Mm. Quite often, both partners have the feeling that they are the only one who invests into the marriage while the other one just goes after his or her own interest. But that is not necessarily the case. Even if both spouses try to make their marriage work, they may feel an increasing distance between each other. And he asked the question, how can this be? A lot of times in our marriages and in our families, in our homes, a man will try to solve situations, things that arise in our family, sometimes they arise out of surprise. And in trying to solve these issues, amen, we find ourselves getting more and more distance from each other. The reason for that is because we are not qualified persons and sometimes we are not true to ourselves. 
And so we may need the help of experts in handling these issues. Take a look. The answer is simpler than we may want to realize. We let the outside, we let the outside intrude into our marriage. Not on purpose, of course. It just happens because we do not protect our marriage actively. Hmm. We may believe that as long as we don't break out of our marriage, nothing bad may enter into it, but this is not so. There are many things in the world that compete for our love, and sometimes these forces are so strong that they get between us and our mate and diminish our relationships. And some of these things are the things that we talked about, work, television, internet, hobbies, sports, in-laws, friends, church, financial involvement, addictions, illness, and so on and so forth. Amen? And so on and so forth. Now, I'm going to move from here to come and talk about, amen, I'm going to talk about, hallelujah, let me just move forward. I want to talk about when the outside is an intruder. I have this story to tell. I have this story to tell. Amen. In my earlier marriage, or in my family, there is a principle that we go by. And that principle is that none of us in the family is allowed to cheat, to steal, to kill, amen, and to lie. These are the things that held the family together. We all stood by these principles to the best of our ability. But oftentimes, these things are just not enough because some unscrupulous elements always find their way, creep into this family, and bypass these rules that we think are the stationary things that will hold the family together and destroy it a little bit at a time. One of those issues is work. Because nakedness misses. We necessarily don't lie. We just never get to talk to the spouse, our spouse about our issues. Sometimes because of intimacy. Intimacy is in this sense that one of the spouses may out of out of total devotion and respect for the other, may come up to the point where they are scared or afraid of talking about some of these issues. And what they will do is end up speaking to somebody outside the marriage. In that case, the secrets of the family have been let go. A continual effort, a continual repetition of talking to somebody about the issues that happened in your family instead of talking to your spouse now leaves room because what you have done is you have taken the part of your heart that was supposed to be for your family and for your husband or your spouse. You have given this part of the heart to the third party. And so they find a space now where they can sit and become part of your issues. And they offer advice that may not be of help to the family. The outside is often the third parties or the intruders are often the response and the result 
of the internal. Listen. Most of these aren't, most of these aren't bad in themselves, but they can be destructive for a relationship when they come between a couple's love. The pressures, temptations, and even genuinely good opportunities coming from the outside are limitless. They don't wait for invitation to intrude into our marriage. They show up by themselves. Mm. We have to recognize the dangers and put up well put up well-balanced boundaries before these things come between us and our spouse. We need to learn to say no to them before they have become so strong that we can seem to, f we can seem to fend them off anymore. We must learn to work diligently to say no to, to excessive demands of our boss at work as they will grow if, they, if we give in to them too often. We have to teach limits to our children so that they learn to respect our need to spend time without them. We have to learn to honor our parents while still being able to say no to them. Whatever or whoever we are dealing with, we have to make clear that only one human being can have top priority in our life, and that is our spouse. The later we start that, the more difficult it will be but it is never too late to start. This is not just a recommendation that comes from experience. It is a command even from God. Matthew 19 and 6. Matthew 19 and 6. Amen. It is an amazing, it is an amazing thing. Amen. As we go to that scripture, amen, a couple of things we have mentioned here in this particular session that we have just read. It meant boundaries. Boundaries. And the word no. What you have to understand is if you do, what you, if you do not say no to the outside influence, what you are doing is saying yes. Because these are the only two options that you have. You will either say yes, allowing the outside influence to come into your family and be destructive, or you will say no to the outside influence and keep your matrimonial home where it's supposed to be. Matthew 19 and 6. Yes, please. So they are no longer two, but one. Mm -hmm. let's, 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 let me start up uh, at 4. Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female mm -hmm. and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, mm -hmm. and the two will become one flesh. Mm -hmm. Six. So there are no longer two but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Amen. What God has joined together, let man not separate. Last week we read Genesis 2 and 24 that said that for this cause a man must leave. A man, his father and mother, and cleave to his wife. Mm -hmm. And both of them shall become one. Mm -hmm. Amen. What the scripture is saying in this circumstance is that we have to forgo. Amen. The word leave there means to abandon to forsake, amen, 
and the cleaving to your wife or your spouse mean to be joined together as with glue. Those of us that are woodworkers will understand what we are talking about. To we'll be glued together that you become one. Become one here means that in your thoughts and in your efforts and aspirations, you become one. Not that, amen, not that in the relationship, amen, you find yourself so you are struggling to become one. But the purpose of the relationship is that you, both of you, become one unit, inseparable from one another. And so a marriage becomes a treasure. So we are to guard our marriage like we guard a treasure. Amen. Listen to this. We must guard our marriage so that the outside world cannot separate it. We must protect its core, the love between husband and wife. This doesn't come for free. It will cost us a lot. But our marriage is only as strong as what we invest into it. In the previous chapter, we talked about values that will only get what we value highly. If we do not put a very high value on what will make our marriage grow, then other influences will take over. But we, if we invest into our marriage and spend time, effort, and sacrifice, I'm going to read that again. But if we invest into our marriage and spend time, effort, and sacrifice in protecting our marriage from such influences, the chances for eventually having a rock-solid marriage are quite high. Matthew 13, Matthew 13, 45 and 46, talks about the treasure, the kingdom as a treasure. Amen? Talks about the kingdom as a treasure, and the, the merchant went looking for it, and when he found it, he sold everything in order to secure. Matthew 13, 45 and 46. Matthew 13, 45, and 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. Mm -hmm. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had mm -hmm. and bought it. Amen. Selling everything he had. And so anything that has to do with the former that is going to interfere with securing this marriage is dealt with and left behind for this, for this marriage. The scripture says in the book of Proverbs, you see, wealth and houses are left for descendants by parents. Amen. But a good wife can only be given to us by God. Mm -hmm. But a good wife. And it also says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and gets favor from God. Yes. At this point, that now I want to, I want to talk about. Uh, hallelujah! There are so many important things here, but the time is just running out of me. That you know, I want to, but you know, it's it's an amazing, it's it's just amazing. Amen. I'm going to read something here. Then we are going to go to, we are going to go and discuss about the things that promote because I want to hit some of these highlights. Amen. We are about halfway into the program tonight. And I want to amen, read about some of some highlights, some of the amen, the things that will promote these outside intruders as they are called. Amen. But listen to this. Marriage is designed to be an exclusive club. 
a two-person arrangement that provides a safe place for each spouse's soul. There is no space for a third party to receive an equal share in a marriage because that can easily disrupt the safety of the relationship. With a third party present, our love gets divided. A part of our heart is taken away from our spouse where it belongs and brought to an outside source. For instance, a wife may tell her best friend how unhappy she is with her husband's behavior. But out of, mis out of misunderstood submission doesn't let him know her feelings. A husband may be more invested in his parents than in his wife. A spouse makes her child a confidant and becomes closer to it than to her mate. Mm. That's interference. Interference. Scripture in Proverbs 16 and 28 says that gossip separates friends. Mm -hmm. Gossip separates friends. Amen. At this point, let us see if we can discuss some of the amen, some of the things that promote intrusion into our home. Prophet, you want to say something at this time? You have something to say? No, you can go ahead, Apostle. Amen. Teaching on Interference amen. And amen. Amen. Very, very interesting. I am grateful that I come across this because I'm going to read it over and over and over until I get the message. Amen. Until I get the message. Because the research nowadays, amen, research from 10 years ago, says that 60% of marriages will end up in divorce in less than the first year. That is a very high rate. 60% of marriages end up in divorce under a year. And the rest keep on, keep on, keep on. And even in the Christian community, the research is showing that there are more divorce rates in the Christian community than in the outside world. All because we do not want to be careful and we do not want to cherish what God has done. We want to carry out things for ourselves. When we know that things are going beyond our control, we still don't want to seek the help or go to the right source for solution. Some people call that macho man. We want to be a macho man. And you end up, and so the children suffer. Children suffer. And so now we have come to recognize, amen, this is not just being derogative, amen, but we now recognize single family homes. It has been in the uprising in the, late, in the early 60s, amen, that has come to become part of the mainstay today. We live, we, we let the enemy destroy what God has given to us to mandate. Listen. Usually, intruders do not show up unexpectedly. They are a sign of some deeper issues in the marriage. They are the fruit, not the cause of the problem. Even affairs don't simply happen to a marriage that was healthy until the other showed up. Quite often, 
Other things of people intrude into our marriage when we experience some form of struggle in our marriage. It is not that they haven't been there all the time, but now we are more willing to allow them to come between us and our spouse. When a marriage contains conflict or hurt, we tend to busy ourselves in other people and activities because that is less painful than facing some seemingly unsolvable problem at home day after day. The problem does not go away, but activity anesthetizes the deficits and pain seems to fill the vacuum within us. Every time we involve ourselves in certain activities, it's because we are looking for a replacement or a cover for a deep, a deep and remote amen, deficiency in our lives. Amen? Things like going outside a marriage for illicit sex. Amen? Adultery. Amen? And they like gossip. Amen? All these things show that we have a need. Amen? Drunkenness. Covetousness. Mm -hmm. Drugs. Mm -hmm. All these things surface because we have some inner issues within ourselves that need to be handled and addressed properly. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing so, sometimes we are feel powerless because of shame doubt, mm -hmm. and so on, mm -hmm. we then revert to these other destructive issues. That is what this is talking about. Mm. Intrusion. And so listen to me, because this, this thing I am talking about is also addressing me. We are all, in essence, if I want you to hear this, we are all, in essence, a hair away from falling into one of these cracks. It can happen to any one of us. And so it is necessary for us to constantly check or take a sense of ourselves to find out where we are and where we stand in our relationships. It's very necessary. We need to be open. Amen. When we find the area where we are powerless, we need to say that we are powerless and look for a, a power that will make us powerful in that area. Amen. It is an amazing thing. This year is awesome. Let me continue reading. Hallelujah. Mm. It says that... Uh, there are, of course, other possible reasons for intruders in our marriage. Most of them have to do with weaknesses in our character, which become more apparent as the intimacy between us and our spouse grows. Character. Thus, before we deal with, before we deal with the specific intruders, that is the symptoms, we have to bring the real issues which promote the presence of intruders in our marriage to life and deal with them first. Let us look at some of the most common issues. The most common issues. Amen. One of them is 
the consequences of intimacy. We talked, we talked about that briefly when we started the program. Intimacy. Amen. Listen. And we define intimacy to mean to, mean to coming to know the weaknesses and the strengths. Familiar. Amen. Familiar. To be familiar with your wow. spout or your mate. Naked. Nakedness in its entirety. Mm-hmm. The very nature of emotional intimacy can become one of the reasons for vulnerability to outside intruders. Intimacy means that you get to know your spouse as he really is with all his strengths and weaknesses, positive characteristics and faults, sins and imperfections. Because there is no need for barriers, you are the one person who is allowed to see it all. And you will discover many aspects of his personality that you have never anticipated during courtship. Even worse, you will discover some negative traits that you will have never believed to have in your own personality and your spouse how to suffer from them. Negative traits, by definition, are hard to live with. When you discover them, you will face a new kind of challenge. You have, to accept, you have to accept yourself and your spouse as both of you are right now and learn to overcome your negative traits together. That, among other things, is what it means to hold together in good times as well as in bad ones. Love always protects. We are going to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 7 and 8 at this time. <laughs> 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. That is the love chapter. If you can, read that whole chapter over and over. And as you read, pray that the Holy Spirit will grant you the grace to understand. You can read, you can read Ephesians chapter 1, 17 through the end along with this chapter. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 and 8. 7 and 8 of 1 Corinthians 13. It Love. What is we're talking about? It always protects, mm-hmm. always trusts, mm-hmm. always hopes, mm-hmm. always preserves. Yes. Eight. Love never fails. Yeah. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Mm-hmm. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Yes. Love. We are going to need it. So we pray for love. But if you are not yet able to deal with such shocking new discoveries, the growing intimacy between you and your spouse makes your marriage vulnerable to two threats. First of all, noticing your own weakness and imperfections can be a frightening experience. This fear may have many causes, such as fear of being rejected by your spouse for your flaws, fear of feeling increasingly inadequate or like a total failure, fear of having to admit dependency and need for help, guilt that you may be draining your spouse by your problem. Fear, as we have mentioned so often, is the opposite of love. Mm -hmm. Read that again. Fear, as we have mentioned so often, is the opposite of love. 1 John 4 and 18. First John 4 and 18. Hallelujah. And we are going to stop at the bottom here. 
Amen. Hallelujah. A lot have been a lot have been said and we will continue. Amen. I will read one more paragraph and we will stop here today. Amen. And please, if you as you listen to this program, please help us share these messages with friends and family and loved ones. And advise them to come out on Thursday evenings, amen, and share with us, amen, in this experience. First John 4.18. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. If you are burdened by such fears, chances are that you will distance yourself emotionally from your spouse. But distance creates a breach in the trust relationship, and this will give intruders an opportunity to get between you and your spouse. Your fear causes you to take a part of your heart away from your spouse and devote it to something or someone else. But that only increases your distance, and your fears will by no means be lessened. They are just covered up for a while. I'm sorry, Apostle. You told me uh, I read first uh, John 3 and 18. 4, 4 and okay. 18 says, There is no fear in love, mm. but perfect love drives out fear mm-hmm. because fear has to do with punishment. Mm-hmm. The one who fears is not made perfect in, in love. love. Fear. Love drives out fear. Amen. We are going to stop here for now. Amen. And we are going to continue. Amen. With the second threat. Amen. We are going to continue with the second threat of intimacy next week. Amen. And then after that, after this session, then we are going to talk about, amen, the interference. Amen. The interferences. Because now we know, amen, how interferences, as we call that, this particular excerpt here called them intruders, amen, how they infiltrate themselves, amen, into our relationships, amen, and they offer some, they offer some solutions, amen, they offer some solutions on how to deal with these things, amen, and we are going to talk about, we are going to talk about them as well, maybe next week. Amen. But today, I just want to I just want to read this. Amen. To let us, you know, if we find any of these symptoms, Amen. If we find some of the symptoms in our homes and in our marriages that we should go for help, Amen. And try to quell them before they get to the point where the distance becomes too big that it will take too much effort, Amen, to bring it together, and so you end up separated or getting divorced. Either way, none of the results is good. The advice given here, amen, the advice that is given here to handle such issues, one of them is figure out what you want from your spouse. Amen? Figure out what you want. I, I, can I kind of yes. interject there? I think what it is is that... Uh, Marriage. When when people get married, they never sit down and talk to each other. And this is why last week we talked about that one of the reasons why there is interference in marriage is because people don't get biblical instruction. Yes. Uh, they don't have counseling, pre-marriage counseling. They don't have counseling during the marriage if they see something going on. 
And another thing, they never sit down and talk to each other and what they expect in the marriage. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about, you know, what am I expecting out of this marriage? Like you said, what am I expecting out of you mm-hmm. as my partner? Mm-hmm. You know, we most of the time we just go into a marriage and say, hey, we married, you know, everything is going to be, you know, you think you find your soulmate, and it could be your soulmate, and you make it your soulmate. Mm-hmm. You know, it just don't. You don't just pop and see a soulmate just because we have a lot of uh, things that's in common. Uh, we say this is our soulmate, and then when something goes out of order, it's not soulmate no more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we make we are personally responsible for working our marriage. Marriage is work. I said this last week. Um, that we have to, you have to work your marriage. You have to work and in, in towards making it solid, making yourself one. You don't, you know, the Bible says you become one uh, when you're married. And what they're saying is not instantaneously that you're one. You see, because you have two thoughts, two different people. You think two different, you think, think differently. So you have to somewhere along the line become the one. Mm-hmm. And you have to become the one, and sometimes to become the one, you have to sit down and talk to each other and find out what you're expecting out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a mate, you know, what do you want from your wife? What do you what do you want from your husband? And it's not to talk around with your mother or your girlfriends or someone else. You need to talk to your spouse about it. This is what I, I see marriage as. You know, what do you see marriage as? You see, a lot of people marry just to say they have sex legally. You know what I'm saying? Which is not a, a reason to marry. You know, that's a benefit of marriage. You know, so uh, I think what you were saying, Apostle, was so true is that we should talk to each other and sit down and allow each other to know what do we expect from a marriage. And I think the interference from the outside can only come in when we don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we when we allow issues like that, not allowing each other to know what we expect from the marriage, mm-hmm. I you know some people. I think I uh, we were talking about this the other day, and I asked you, uh, you know, what would you expect from a marriage when you was getting married? What would you expect? What you what do you expect from your spouse? You know, mm-hmm. uh, do you want your this is to be. A, a marriage where there's no outside influence, there's no other person in the marriage, but there's no affairs. You know, what do you want? Do you, do you see the marriage as just support? Do you see we want uh, financial uh, freedom in, in the marriage? I, I want my own checking account. You want your own checking account. I want to work, and I don't want to work. These are the things that you have to discuss, and this is the reason why pre-marriage counseling is wonderful because all of these things come out in premarital counseling. You know, if you have that, but if you haven't had that, then it's time for you to talk to each other. And if you think that you can't do that, then you need a mediator to talk between. If you are a Christian, again, you should have a, you should have a, a pastor uh, or lay uh, uh, assistants in the church, uh, ministers in the church, or uh, that you could have counseling with uh, pastoral counseling to be able to have someone to sit and listen and let you be able to talk to each other without uh, it being a, a fire. Let me just put it that way, a fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to start a fire in the church. <laughs> so you don't want to start a fire. 
So you might need someone to mediate, especially when you've gotten to a place and you see that place creeping in, that the space is coming in between you. It's time to talk. It's time to talk because if you don't, that's when you allow the outside influences to come in because it starts in the inside before the outside comes in. It starts in the inside. There's something in the inside is causing the outside to be able to come in. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that input, Prophet. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. We are going to stop here, and please don't forget to join us. Amen. If you are in the area, amen, at the Bethesda Senior Park, uh, the Bethesda Park Senior Center tomorrow, I mean, on Saturday at 6 o'clock in the evening. The address is 222 Bethesda. Amen. Church Road in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Amen. And please, we encourage you to share this message, amen, with everyone, amen, that you know and you can reach. Because the goal is to enrich our families, to strengthen and to encourage the families, amen, to stay together because united we stand, divided we fall. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for your word, Heavenly Father, that has been disseminated, O oh God. We thank you for stability in the lines and in the medium and in the equipment that you gave us to use. We thank you for coming to speak to our hearts and our minds. Heavenly Father, tonight we want to pray for increased love in our families and in our marriages. Heavenly Father, increased love for the amen in our marriages and families. And Lord, grant us the grace, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, to be able to bear each other's burden, not to run to make decisions quickly, Heavenly Father, but to trust in each other, Heavenly Father, to trust in you and Heavenly Father, trust in each other. Be open-hearted, Heavenly Father, for one another to be able to look at each other from the eyes of Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for this empowerment. May your name be glorified. May your name be glorified. May your name be glorified. Amen. We give you honor and glory, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for coming. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And we are going to see you next time. Bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.